Snowball Spa. You want good words? Data language. Talk real sports with a real man. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. And now, here's the be-all, end-all, know-it-all of high school, college, and pro sports. Aaron Skinny Cow with the Skinny on Sports. We're talking about practice, man. I'm the MVP. Good Wednesday morning out there, Western Oklahoma. Welcome to the Skinny on Sports, right here on 98.1 FM, the Sports Animal. Glad to have you along for the next hour. Get into all kinds of stuff. We'll have some high school football with Coach Maynard ahead of the Week 10 regular season finale at John Marshall. <clears throat> Pick his brain about Elk City football. The first edition of the college football playoff rankings were released last night. What were your overall thoughts on the poll? Did anything surprise you? Is there anybody that's way too high or way too low? Does Oklahoma have a gripe about being behind Texas? Then how many teams, after last night's poll, would you say still have a realistic shot at being one of the top four in the college football playoff? So we can talk all things college football playoff rankings. World Series, game three last night. Or I'm sorry, game four last night. Rangers ended it early. A couple Oklahomans have been gigantic for the Texas Rangers. And again, last night, uh, one of them was there. No Aroldis, uh, uh, no problem. And that's just kind of the way good teams do it, right? You lose a guy that's been so clutch, so important in a playoff run, and some long-haired dude just steps up and gets the job done, right? Um Teams down 3-1 haven't fared well, but it's not a complete death sentence in the World Series. And the Rangers did something that nobody's ever done last night. They did it in crazy fashion, to be honest with you. So we can talk World Series. Game 5 coming up tonight. Chance for the Texas Rangers to win their first World Series title ever in Arizona this evening. 225-9698 is the phone or the text line. It's 225-9698. Give us a call, shoot us a text. We can talk about any of those things. Whatever else might be on your mind, feel free to chime right in at 225-9698. If you're going to be outside the listening area, one of these, one of these days you can stay in touch with us multiple ways. <clears throat> you can log on to kadsam.com, download the app as well. The app is free. All you got to do is find us, Paragon Communications. There's radio. There's Penny News. Brand new edition of that Penny News hit the website last night at midnight at thepennynews.com. And Big Elk and Paragon TV, not only football, but also high school basketball coming up on Friday night. Of course, if you missed the show entirely, you can go back and find it. Anywhere podcast drop, the Skinny on Sports podcast is available. How are you today, Jared? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. How did, how did trick-or-treating go in the metropolis of Canute? I tell you what, it wasn't as busy as it's been in the past, and I blame the weather. I blame how cold it was. See, that's interesting because I think uh, in our neighborhood – the results were exactly the opposite. Um, I was asking really? my mom, and she's lived out there for, well, a decade now. Yeah. You know, what's what's it like trick-or-treating? And she said, you know, last year I probably didn't have 10 kids come by. And, you know, finally just went across the street to the neighbor's house or whatever and turned off my light. That wasn't the case last night. It was a madhouse well, good. around there. Good. And the best part was... There was a little bit like a 10-minute lull where we decided, you know what, let's go over to the neighbor's house. And so that means I still got a big giant bowl of candy left over that we did not pass out. That's 
good and bad. Right. No, it's good. <laughs> I don't see. Uh, so it got me to thinking. And, and, you know, people like when we talk about food. We've seen that on the text line. Oh, yeah. And, and it blows up anytime food is a subject. And so here was, <clears throat> let's say you're, let's take you back to 10 years old. That way somebody would actually give you candy if you went to their house for to <laughs> trick or treat instead of now. That's over a forty-year-old. That's a full. Uh, that's a whole another conversation. Is how old is too old to trick or treat? Right. Yeah. Uh, uh, that was kind of a a debate all day. I was hearing on these airwaves and and elsewhere. Yeah, we can get there. We, yeah, it's uh, it got me thinking too. I asked somebody. Somebody asked me, "Is fourteen too old?" Is, I I think it, it's hard. It's hard for me to know how old somebody is anymore. Right. I mean, you could have some six foot two kid like there's. With Wyatt's little group running around the neighborhood, a couple of them were dressed up as basketball players, uh-huh. which meant they just had a jersey on. Yeah. Wyatt and one of his buddies had they started out with masks. Well, then they couldn't see, so they just took the mask off. So he just run around like himself, getting candy for people. <laughs> yeah. And they're twelve, thirteen, maybe a couple of them. Anyways, I, I think you just yeah. kind of if the voice is deeper than yours, probably shouldn't be getting candy. <laughs> Yeah. Is, that, is that fair? I'd, I'd say I'm I'm of average height, and if someone is taller than me, I think maybe that's you know some kids though are tall. I mean, yeah, that's, some not, that's kids, a whole some thing. Some kids you are never tall. Know. Yeah, you never know how, how old somebody really yeah, is. Yeah, but coming up uh, to my house with just a rubber mask on in in your street clothes, so I'm like, ah, you're no, come on, man. You just put on a mask to you get just candy. Put on a mask. That's all you're doing. There's no effort here. Yeah. Some costumes were pretty cool last night. Yeah, there were some good ones. And of course, the younger one. Anytime you see the younger ones, it's obviously made for that group uh, of of children. Yeah. Okay, so let's pretend like you. I mean, you have your taste now. So I'm not talking. I'm not asking you when you're ten. I'm talking about now. But you can transform your body, like your 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 adult palate uh-huh. for candy. Okay. Gets transformed back into your ten year old self. If you're walking up to somebody's house, what? maybe two or three items are you hoping to find when that door opens well, dakota nailed it on the text line it's, it's anything reese's reese's peanut butter cups that's exactly okay what so I, I want you to here's I what want i want that here's what i want you to do i want to, i want you to rank your top three chocolate based items oh, okay and your, your top three non-chocolates hmm not a big fan of non-chocolates, but I'll do my best. My top, well, obviously Reese's. I gave that away. It's my number one chocolate-based item. I also enjoy Snickers. Yeah. I do like Snickers. That'd, I'd be number two, solid, solid number two there. And number three, not a popular pick, but I like getting peanut M&Ms. Oh, my gosh. Are you kidding me? Was that your list? Too? I have. Oh my goodness! I my third one, Reese's one, Snickers two. There's no debate in my mind. Number three is either peanut M and M's or Milky Way. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of Milky Way, but so yeah. for for difference' sake, I'll go with Milky Way. Okay, but yeah, the peanut M and M's are nice. Now, what are you? Let's stay with chocolates. Are there a couple that you're kind of have your fingers crossed that you don't encounter um what is the uh the the candy oh no will Bowie. 
It's not a popular opinion. Wow, well, doesn't like the Snickers. Snickers does he? most overrated candy uh, of all time. Yeah, Twix is screwed. a Twix is a number four for me for Dakota. I like Twix too, but um, one I don't want uh, anything with coconut. So what is that one candy bar that sometimes? I'll enjoy your mounds. Yeah, no, not I toss those away. I I'm not coconut for me. I it's it's kind of how I also feel about onions. It's a texture thing. I don't enjoy coconut. It's something about it. i like the taste i like the smell I like but just i don't not for me and sometimes like i don't i don't like anything mint with chocolate like chocolate mints there you go dakota york peppermint those york yeah, patties come yeah. in dead last they don't mix well for me i don't understand it see i don't mind that i don't mind it so those are a couple i, I would say nah no no thanks i'll go to the next house <laughs> I, i'm with the, i'm with you on the coconut I like the flavor of coconut. I don't like the texture of coconut. Isn't that weird? I felt that for the longest time I've, I've had the same feeling about onions, right? Until I finally got, I guess I grew up. Yeah, and, maybe you and, roast some coconut, it'd be better. Maybe. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's the, the Almond Joy one, you know, York yeah. Peppermint Patty, absolutely. Not, yeah, I don't mind the me. mint and chocolate. I just, it doesn't blend well for me, and I just... It's my palate going, fighting itself, going, no, it tastes like chocolate. No, it's a mint. No, it's a chocolate. I just don't like it. Yeah, Jeremy Robbins is on. Yeah, anything mint chocolate, no bueno. I agree, Jeremy, 100%. I'm with the, uh, there was, what I thought of another one. Almond Joy Mounds. I'll think, oh, I know what it is. I'm not particularly in love with dark chocolate. A little heavy there. A little rich. Not particularly yeah. in love with it. No. I do like um, plain chocolate, like a Hershey bar. Oh, sure. Um, my daughter, when I allow her to get a treat, my oldest, when I allow her to get a treat, she goes, she gets this all, it's a Dove, Dove chocolate. Mm-hmm. She loves getting the just the Dove chocolate bar. Yeah. Or, or you can buy them in those little nuggets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Non non chocolate candies that you would like to see in your Halloween treat bag. Payday. I like payday. I used to get a payday every day. I saw Man. a chocolate payday last night in Wyatt. I'd never seen such I, a I've thing. I've seen them where they're just dipped in chocolate. Yeah, yeah I didn't. It was just the rat, you know, yep. in his stuff. Uh, that'd be one Twizzlers, strawberry or cherry. I like Twizzlers. Do you like black licorice? No. Okay, good. Who does? Uh, nobody. <laughs> a chocolate payday is a baby Ruth. That's very, that's that's good very fair. Very good <laughs> Very, point. very fair. Yep. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. There's something major wrong with Will. See, I think that's a generational thing. Loves black licorice and hates Snickers. I think it's a generational thing. Something got messed up there. <laughs> I think it's a thing like our generation doesn't like that, but his maybe does. I don't know. I'm not trying to call him old, but that's a good one. The text line Starburst. Uh, no, it, it, let's go. Payday, licorice. Uh, and um, I saw one pop up uh, like Cracker Jacks. Yeah, that's uh, the popcorn ball. Is now, that, that, that is that's ball. the big deal in Canute. Yeah, popcorn ball. The popcorn balls are a big deal in canute you know what else i found in canute what fireball 
Oh, that was just for the adults. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. He had a bowl for kids and a bowl for adults. Like, oh, well, I don't mind if I do. (laughs) There's not just that. Kids, keep your hand out of the ice bowl. (laughs) Uh, I would go Starburst. No, no, no. No, I wouldn't. I would go Sour Patch Kids, number one. Oh, that's a good one. And then I would go Starburst and Skittles. If you're talking about non-chocolates, that's where I would be on what you want to see. What do you not want to see? To me, this is, we've already named one of them, black licorice is a million percent. Yeah. Please, Lord, don't end up in my bowl. Another thing, and this is only, I don't even see these things except for this time of year, but no candy corn for this guy. I am not a candy corn guy. My kid did not, my kids did not come with, home with any candy corn. Any candy, corn. well, hopefully. I think people are jumping on board. Of, hopefully like, that's. When they go and buy it, and then at the end of the night, like, why do we have all this candy corn? Yeah, nobody because likes nobody it. wants it. Nobody wants it. Don't waste so your money. Maybe the candy corn has been eliminated, and we can start next with trying to get rid of pumpkin spice. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Chewy. Oh, what did I see? Oh, I know what it was that I didn't. There was two things I didn't know existed until last night. And it was a chocolate payday and gummy Skittles. Have you ever seen gummy Skittles? Yes, I've seen gummies. I had not seen yeah. that either. I like gummies. I like a lot of any kind yeah, of gummy pe- bears. Peach Petrine gummies. That, that's in my top. Peach ring. Peach. peach oh, rings. yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, those are great. Especially the ones from Atwoods. My goodness. The little Haribo gummy bear packages. There was different flavors. One of them was like those Coca-Cola bottles. Huh. You know? Yeah. I like I like gummy bears too, chewy sprees. That's an interesting one. Yeah, I've, I've seen those. I don't know if I knew those existed. There's a new one now, and it's it's like a gummy, and on the outside of it is uh, nerd candy. Yes, that's that's actually really good. Uh, those are good. There was conversation about that on Jim's show yesterday. Oh, really? Yeah, I'd never even heard of that. Yeah, but it sounds delicious. Yeah. My- kids have come home with that sometimes hot tamales oh uh, that's my wife's favorite hot tamales my wife loves hot tamales or the, the speaking of the fireball i remember that what was that called the little red circle is a jawbreaker but it was spi- cinnamon spicy oh i remember that yeah what was that called those are good was it a fireball Maybe. is that where they got the Maybe. name for I, the i don't liquor? know oh yeah apple caramel suckers a popular pick very good at I always see those at baseball, baseball game, basketball game. My wife has a school. whole; she yeah. has a whole sack of them in her, like the yep. baseball bag, yep. to pass out to children or just herself. Caramel is. I like caramel. I like caramel as well. Kind of gets sticky in your teeth, but who cares? Ah. All right, good stuff. I mean, it's amazing. You start talking about food, and the text line lights up. Two two five nine six nine eight. Anything, I, it seems like we're leaving one bad one out. I can't remember what it is. I'll probably think of it. All right, last night, World Series Game 4. Texas Rangers basically ended it in the third inning. Do you know that the – did you see that they had done something that had never been done in the World Series? Was that hit a, a cycle as a team? No. That wasn't it? That's happened before. Okay. I don't know. What, what the, was it? No team had ever scored five runs in back-to-back innings of a World Series game. And here's what's nuts. The Rangers scored all 10 of those runs with two outs. Yeah. 
Yeah, that was crazy. The last, hang on, Oop. the last team cycle was the Braves in 1991. In an inning. Wow, that's been a while. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that, that's what's crazy. Nobody had ever scored five five runs in back-to-back innings of a World Series game, and Texas did it last night, and all ten runs crossed the plate with two outs. Um, the things that you saw, you know, Simeon had struggled at the plate. Now all of a sudden he's hitting. Uh, Garcia went out. How do you say the guy's name? Jankovic? Jan- Jankowski? Jankowski, yeah. Jankowski steps. I mean, that's just – when you see up, yeah. it, it is, and then you you see this sometimes with teams that that win titles, and it sure looks like the Rangers are in great shape to win the title, and and that's that, that's part of the reason why, you know, it, maybe it's not always somebody getting hurt, but maybe somebody struggling a little bit, and then somebody you know steps up and in, in a different spot in the lineup, and, and last night it was felt like it felt like everybody up there was going to get a hit. There for a little bit. They're rolling. In yeah. The way that they were hitting the baseball. And so now up 3-1. And for the second straight night, the Rangers get an a, a outstanding pitching performance from a dude from Oklahoma. That's awesome. He was great. The longer he went, the, the more confident you got, outside of obviously all the runs being scored. But able to keep him in, not just for the game, just for the series itself, the longer that they can stay with him. Because I thought this is this game's going to last till eleven thirty because we're going to switch pitchers both teams every two innings, and but he was great. He was on point. He got the outs when needed, and that was that's big for what I just said because it it gives you an advantage tonight. I mean, you're going to have Evalde on the mound. They're going to have the advantage you'd hope, but it, it for whatever it were. I mean, they're going to they could probably go to their bullpen a little bit more. Uh, with some more guys in rest. Like my my wife was asked, well, why didn't they bring in LeClerc? Why haven't they brought in LeClerc to close it out? It's like, keep to rest them. Trying not to Trying have to. Trying not to yeah. have to. And I love the move with one out, bringing him in. With one more out to get, with two outs to get the one out, bringing him in. Because then my wife said, what are they doing now? Because like, this is this is the, metaphorically throwing them a curveball. Now they're going to bring this guy in to get one out. This is perfect. So, yeah, but he was awesome. He was really good last night. Love to see it after his outing last time where they, he just got shellacked and he bounced back and, and threw a good game. Yeah, I mean, do we – with both of these teams, that's now what, 9-0 and for the Rangers on the road in the playoffs and also when they score first. Arizona hasn't lost when they've scored first. So as soon as the first run crosses the plate tonight, do we just stop the game? No. Oh. <laughs> crazy stat, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, I'd, I'd prefer that. Just if it's the, the Rangers. Yeah. <laughs> if a leadoff home run from Simeon and they just go, oh, wait, all right, start popping the champagne, yeah. it's over. <laughs> 3-1 is not a complete death sentence, but it's sure been close. You know how many World Series there have been? <clears throat> Almost. something. This is number 119. 119, okay. This is 119. And obviously, there hasn't been a three-one lead every year, every time. But in the 118 World Series that have happened prior to this one, how many times do you think a team has overcome a three-one deficit to win the World Series? Six. You're right. You must have looked it up. Nope, I heard the stat last. Oh, did night. you? <clears throat> yeah, six times. And it had all been kind of back in the day, except for 
2016, the Cubs came back from 3-1 down against the Indians to win that World Series. Before then, it hadn't happened since 1985 with the Royals coming back to beat the Cardinals, and that took a horrific call from Don Dinkinger to, to allow that to even happen. And then it's pre-1980. So <clears throat> there hadn't been a ton of that. You know how many times they forced game seven and lost? That I don't know. Three. Three times. And the last time that happened was 1972 with the Cincinnati Reds, <clears throat> the big red machine. So it's not completely over for the Arizona Cardinal or for the Arizona Diamondbacks, but it's pretty dang close. Does it give you pause with Texas's struggles in the last series at home? I mean, is there any thought in your mind going, oh, it'd be all right if we lose tonight. That way we can win it on our home field. No. (laughs) I hope not because don't don't tempt the baseball gods. Just win the damn thing. (laughs) Just do it. I've been waiting all my life for this. I've been – I don't want to wait another 40 years to see this. Just – Get it done. I don't care about winning at home. I don't care. Just get it done. Any worries about Ivaldi's back? No. No, I not. I don't think. No, no. If there was, he he, they'd scratch him. I, you know what I mean? Yeah. If he wasn't good to go, he, you'd think he'd be smart enough to tell him. No, I'm not. No worries for me. And you probably also have that in your mind as the pitcher going, yeah, I want to I want to finish this. I want to well, be the one. Yeah. And there's going to be you'd hope uh, adrenaline would take over or in at least moment, for a little bit, just yeah. A little bit. Right, but no, I I if he didn't think he's smart enough. If he didn't think he could he he'd put his team in jeopardy, he would say something. And I, that was one of the good things last night about the way that that game went there was there, there were a bunch of arms thrown out of the bullpen but none of them really mattered right i right. mean the main you didn't see chapman you did see leclerc for an out but for the most part the guys that came in for the rangers you're you're hoping not to ever see again in this series and so essentially in the bullpen game because of what heaney did the rangers got to rest their bullpen and of course, and the bats obviously getting out to that ten nothing lead, but yeah, I don't think you could have, I don't think you could have drawn up a better game four. If you're a Texas fan, the no. way that that thing went, I um, I wonder the approach tonight with Bochi. What will he do? He's obviously won World Series before, so this is nothing new for him. But will they treat this like a game seven in a sense where they will? use as many arms as possible to get a win, secure a win, secure a lead, you know, protect a lead, et cetera, et cetera? Or will he, will it be more of a traditional outing from your starting pitcher, your setup man, your closer, et cetera? So that's what I'm curious about. How, how it, is it a show of desperation and how detrimental would it be if he started to do that and then something quirky happens and suddenly you got a game six? Yeah, but you got a day off tomorrow. That's true too. You got a day off to so travel. I say that wondering about John Gray – I mean, that's an incredibly short rest. Yeah, there's no to, way. You, know, I, you see what I'm saying? With, like, would with they taking, go? No, no. John Gray's not pitching again until Game 7. Because of what happened yesterday, removing Garcia and Scherzer 
from the roster. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now he's in the rotation. Yeah, he has to start game that's, seven. That's right. That is right. One would think. Yep. Because with with the loss of Scherzer would be my would be in my mind. I think I that's think how that, that would I think go. That's right. So, you know, it's it's one of those things where you don't want to give the other team any sort of life. When well, we've seen it in certain series in the past, where just a little bit of you know, if, oh, we we got Gallon on the mound, win that one. Now we get to go back to Merrill Kelly, who was dominant in Game Two. You know, if you're a Diamondback fan, that's what you're thinking. All right, we got our ace today. Gallon can win Game Five. We go back to Texas. Kelly does what he did in Game Two, in Game Six, and all of a sudden, anything can happen in a Game Seven. Like you know, the path is there. It's just a matter of right now. Texas's bats are just rolling, man. Just rolling. It could be. I had a feeling that it would open up after the only getting one run in game two I had a feeling that they would start seeing it a lot better and they have they have and it's all up and down the lineup man it is everybody's contributing it is so Jared last night the first college football playoff rankings were released and this is always it's always fascinating to to see what that committee comes up with and then hear the answers as to why and they never make any sense because the the reason why you did one thing for one team is not why you did another thing for another team. But at the end of the day, there's always some weird things just because the resumes aren't complete, right? I mean, there's things that will matter later on down the line that everybody knows are going to matter. And so, honestly, these come with a grain of salt in my mind because there's still so many things left to play out. But overall, what what did you think about what you saw with the college football playoff rankings? Well, it was the top four that I think me and you agreed that would it would be the top four just in a different order. Not me. You, who did you think? I did not think Michigan would be in the top four. You didn't think so? Mm-mm. I did, but I didn't think Ohio – but I should have been listening to what I was saying. Ohio State has the most impressive wins. You know, Florida State has an argument too, but uh, – so I'm okay with Ohio State being one. And – um Washington, right on the cusp, and I'll tell you, I mean, obviously I watched all the World Series, so I didn't see what their reasoning was for a lot of this, if they gave any. Uh, and then, of course, there's the Texas-Alabama OU thing, uh, the trifecta there of everybody beating everybody. What do you do with those three, and, and where do you put them? And I think, you know, I always take this, like you said, with a grain of salt, because when does this rankings ever reflect the last rankings of the year right it it always changes so there's a lot to work out here obviously Ohio State and Michigan still have yet to play you know Georgia can they run the table it's always hard to do can they run the table and get the you know was it going to be LSU or or Alabama which will be decided probably this week so I it that's why I kind of okay it's the first week I'm not going to go up in arms I know a lot of people in, in this state are about where Oklahoma's at because they beat Texas, obviously, but um, you know, don't lose to Kansas, and you don't have a complaint. And and you gotta like if you're Oklahoma, and if you're Texas, that Oklahoma State and Kansas State are there in the top twenty-five. The loss suddenly doesn't look so bad if you're Oklahoma because Kansas is right there at twenty-one. But there's just a lot of, I mean, there's a lot to break down. But I'm not gonna go crazy about it right now for what I said earlier. I I. This isn't the last rankings. It's just the first rankings. 
lot to play out. There's a lot to play out here. I mean, shoot, what if Missouri wins this week? Well, that's. I mean, where where do you put them? You know, it's let let's let this play out before we start building the the gallows for these guys who put them where they're putting them. There's still a lot of season left. Yeah, the, the truth of it is, this could be the cleanest. Yeah, it could work all, of yeah, all time. Yeah, yeah. Whoever wins Ohio State, and Michigan goes undefeated the others go undefeated and there's really not much argument right um question on the text line does does washington have the best win well they've beaten the highest ranked team you know that i guess the the thing that is always baffling to me about this and i i get it it's a snapshot of a resume of a team in the middle of a season but how you use certain justifications to rank one team in a certain spot, and then you look and there's another team right there that's yeah. doing the same thing but not getting rewarded for it. Right. And, and to me, Washington is that team that's not getting re- – I know it won't matter down the line, the, these first rankings or whatever, but if, if this is really how you're going to rank them, there is no – there is on, on no planet – should Michigan be ranked ahead of Washington if you just look at what they – just one win? Who has Michigan beat? Right, they haven't played anybody. Now, they've been dominant, and that's what will be said. But who have they beat? Well, they, they should be dominant. They, they played nobody. They played nobody. They should And be knew dominant. their plays the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, right. and quite frankly – Was that I mean, even brought up? Did anyone ask him? I, I – we started having trick-or-treaters right about the time, and I just I couldn't hear a bunch of I bet the answer was, well, we can't speak to an ongoing investigation. I heard Herbie, and, of course, the very first question is, how is Texas ahead of Oklahoma? And he says, well, you know, that one upset. And then, but you look at there's been some struggles in some other games. I mean, just completely, okay, that's fine. But did Texas not struggle against Houston? You know, the, the, mm-hmm. the Bama win – the Bama win that Texas has is even trumping Oklahoma beating Texas. You know, that win is trumping them losing to a team that's two behind them in the, in the justification for everything. And you can see it coming with all the polls. At the end of the day, it won't matter if both teams went out to the Big 12 title game. Somebody's going to win that game, and then you'll see how the chips fall as far as what happens around the country to find out if it's good enough to, to make it into the top four. So that's... I guess that's at least the one part of this that's a little bit different almost, it seems, than other years, and partly because we've got more conferences in the race than we have. In, you know, we've actually got the Pac-12 in the race, and these games down the, down the stretch will matter. Obviously, the Big Ten and the SEC are normally there as well. Is there anything that surprised you? Um. I don't want to say I was surprised that Oklahoma State got ranked. They deserve to be there with how they've played as of late. Maybe – I'm looking. I'm trying to find a surprise. There was one definitely for me. Oh, shoot, go. I can't believe they only have LSU 14. I cannot believe it. You think they would – I thought they would higher. have a way higher. Not only just because of that – but to but to build the game. But here's the thing. ESPN doesn't have the game. It's a CBS game. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. But I, I can't believe LSU was that low. I really can't. 
because I promise you, if LSU goes into Tuscaloosa and wins on Saturday, in that show next week, you're going to start hearing the what if LSU knocks off an undefeated Georgia, can the SEC get a two-loss team in? Guaranteed. That's happening. And so I'm surprised that the – I'm just surprised that it went. You know, undefeateds are all in a pile. No one-loss team is ahead of them. All the one-loss teams are right there in a pile, at least the Power Five ones. Okay, yeah. I'll you know, say, the and, Power Five. There's fives. Air Force right yeah, there. Yeah, Air Force 25. and Tulane or whatever, but they're not going to be there. But you know what I'm saying? And then you have all the ones, and then you got the twos. I'm surprised that there's not some mix and match in there. When you look at, you know, let's say an LSU – and who they, you know, who they've been able to knock off and gotten beat by, versus say Louisville or what? You know, I'm just, I'm a little surprised that LSU is that low. How many teams do you think still have a realistic chance to make the playoff? Make the playoff. Mm-hmm. I'll say nine. Nine. I'm I'm trying to find a tenth. Yeah, maybe 10. Well, you're going to have the problem of cannibalism. Yeah, no, but... You know, I mean, so... I mean, at this point today, yeah, 10, if it's today, that are still alive. But that number will get smaller, obviously, as we move on. I go 11. 11? Mm Mm-hmm. And it's not the top 11. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I think the top 10... Ohio State, Georgia, Michigan, Florida State, Washington, Oregon, Texas, Alabama, Oklahoma, and Ole Miss all have a chance. Realistic shot at it. Something completely crazy doesn't have to happen. And then my 11th would be Mizzou. That's where I, went. That's where I got my 10. I don't, um, I don't think Penn State has a realistic road to get there. I, ju- I don't. Even with winning out and winning the Big Ten title? I, they can't. They can't get to the Big Ten title game because they lost. They lost. Well, they. I mean, I guess they need help. Yeah, they would need Michigan to beat Ohio State, right? And they'd have to beat Michigan and create a three-way tie. I don't know. I have no idea what the tiebreakers would be there because they all beat each other. I'm going to do the old playoff predictor. I just I don't think Penn State has a road. Let's say they win out. They win the title game and gives them a ninety percent. Well, if they do that, but how do they get to the Big Ten title game? Again, they need help, outside help. Right? I, I just, yeah, I don't. They, they, yeah. I just don't think they're there. With already a loss to Ohio State, and they're so far behind those two teams. Because if it comes down to Ohio State, Penn State, obviously we know who's getting the nod there. Right? Mm-hmm. And that could even be as a second team in the Big Ten. Let's say Michigan beats them both goes undefeated and makes the playoff, or goes undefeated and can't get into the playoff because of the scandal, well, if it comes down to Ohio State and Penn State, Ohio State wins that argument every time because they beat them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's where I just uh, – uh, Penn State, to me, has a hard – I don't see the road. Plus, I don't think they're going to beat Michigan. But, you know what I'm saying? That's So that's why I didn't have them there. It just seems like it's a, they're they're the third man out in Big Ten scenarios, but who knows? There's a lot of season left to be played. But, yeah, Mizzou, they got their chance this week. 
Yeah, we'll find out they're for real. Mm-hmm. It seems like the, the time where uh, it doesn't work out well for uh, teams that Georgia plays. Yeah. These normally are uh, beatdowns. Yep. When somebody rolls into Athens like this. Kind of the upstart with Tennessee last year. Kind of the upstart Tennessee team for the first time in a while. And Georgia just dismantled them. I mean, how many times has a really, really, really good Missouri team come to OU? Remember back in the... The Brad Smith days. <laughs> and then boom. Chase Daniels. Chase Daniel days. Chase Daniel. Yeah, that's... I mean, Missouri can build a good team, and then they... He got so surprised he started eating his own boogers on the sideline. <laughs> it's fun to talk about. I just don't know how much of it that... How much of this is charade for TV and how much of it is really what the committee thinks about ranking teams where they rank them. And you're right on the tech. I mean, if, if Florida State, Washington, Georgia, and the Ohio State-Michigan winner runs the table, that's a simple deal. Joined now by the head coach of the Big Elk football team, it is Coach Zach Maynard. How are you today? Good, how are you? Uh-oh. Hang on a minute. Try it again. Good, how are you? There we go. There we if go. I put all the buttons, if I press them all and they light up, then it works better. Um, last week, I thought you guys, for what, 44 of the 48 minutes, did exactly like uh, we had talked about last week. You came out and uh, really kind of physically dominated the game, except for that small little period uh, there right before halftime. So when you look at that film, like how much of you is going, eh, we did exactly what we wanted to, and how much of you is going, boy, we can't afford those mistakes later on? Oh, I mean, uh you know, we, we were still blocking them and tackling them and getting after it. I, um, you know, there's some technique stuff that we still just, for whatever reason, one or two guys um, doesn't block the right with the right technique or tackle with the right technique. But, um, you know, so we worked really hard on fixing that this week. And, uh, you know, obviously, yeah, you can't turn the ball over. Uh, doesn't matter who you play. Um, it's, the, it's the name of the game. The team that doesn't turn the ball over, that doesn't beat themselves, is going to usually win. Um, you know, so we were lucky uh, in, in, with that Friday night and being able to overcome some of that stuff. But uh, it will eventually get us beat if we continue to turn the ball over. I won't ask what was said in the locker room at halftime because I don't think we can air that. So, but uh, uh, is that was that what you kind of pounded in their heads though? That it's simple as this, guys: turnovers. Yeah, turnovers. No. And, no. and they had like one or two first downs that first half, maybe one. Yeah, no, it's a. Uh, um, yeah, that was pretty much the conversation was, guys, it's not even – there's no adjustments to make. We're doing everything we want to do. Just don't give them the ball. Uh, and that was – that was about it. It was, you know, um, and we felt like we responded well coming out of the second half. Um, you know, did what did what we did for the first, I don't know, 22, 23 minutes of the game. And so, um, you know – is what it is. Got to learn from it, grow from it, um, and, and not allow it to continue to happen. And that's one of the, it was such an anomaly because this team hasn't been a, a team that turns the football over all year long, especially you know outside of the snaps early on. There hasn't really been where a guy's running with the ball and he loses it. Yeah, no, I, I think uh, um, you, 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 I think against Clinton we turned it over twice, but other than that, um, really haven't, and so. You know, it, it it's part of the game. It's going to happen sometimes. However, um, you know, it's got to be cleaned up. It's got to. It, we, we've got to learn from it and move forward. And 
because um, if not, uh, you know, playoff football time, it, it, those things will change your game in a, in a hurry. I, you know, I'm a an optimist to a fault to a point when when it comes to stuff like this, and I see that I, I took away from it, like turn the ball over the first half. That last two three minutes was a disaster. Let's just call it what it was. Do you, but then I said, hey, they came out of the locker room. They were headstrong. They can't. They didn't let yeah. that get them. I mean, do you do you look at it like that? Yeah, no. I mean, you know, mentally uh, to be able to come out from a uh, uh, come come out from a game off of an emotional win against the week before, and then you know um, go up twenty one to nothing, and then and then in my mind get lackadaisical um, and just think that hey, let's just get this thing over with. Um, you know, going into halftime and then having to respond. You know, so there's always learning moments and teaching moments and, and, and you know, um, times where our kids get to grow and um, obviously respond to some adversity. Um, and, and, and so those are good to have, especially in games that, that you're going to win and, and, and win convincingly in. So this week, John Marshall on the road. Uh, it's a team that uh, has some playmakers, has some ability, has athletic ability, uh, yet just hasn't really put it all together. How much, as you as a staff – to keep the kids' attention for the week, with obviously the playoffs looming next week, how much did what happened in cash with Clinton getting upset? And there's still, however small chance it really is, but that there is still a chance at a district title. How much does that help you keep uh, the guys focused this week in a game that we're sitting here last Wednesday really probably didn't think it was going to matter? Yeah, no, uh, you know it's it's big. Um, you know, and our kids, you know, we've been telling them the last two weeks even, if we don't use these two weeks to get better, um, we're not going to finish where we want to finish. And, and so, you know, we've really harped that in, and, and we put some things in that, you know, we'll use in a couple weeks and, um, uh, you know, hopefully don't have to use Friday night and uh, handle business. But, you know, I, I think that's the whole gig right now is just making sure that we understand that the Elk City Elks have to get better if we're going to be where we want to be when this whole thing's said and done. Talking to Coach Zach Maynard of the Big Elks, you mentioned, you know, keeping stuff in your in your back pocket. Uh, how much of that do you do you like to to have? And also how much do you think how we maybe ought to show this just to make the other team have to work on something that they're not maybe planning on having to work on? Well, there's there's uh there's <laughs> There's, there's a handful that, that I don't mind showing and then a handful that I'm just not going to. Uh, and, and, you know, plays and things that are good, that we're going to show run two or three times all year, but they're going to be for big plays and, um, you know, defenses that, 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 that we save and show that we worked on all year, but we're going to, you know, when you, when, you get to the, when you get to next week, everybody's 0-0. And so – you know, everybody's going everybody's gonna to have 10 game films that they're all going to see and they're all going to look at. Um, and and in most teams, people usually are who they are at this point. Um, and so we are as well. However, um, I, I like to have that, you know, just that one or two trump cards that, that we can throw out and play at any time. A, a team like John Marshall, I, I always kind of worry about teams like this where – this is it for them. This mm-hmm. is their last game. I'm going to guess it's their senior night. And so more or less, this is their Super Bowl. Does that worry you? Oh, yeah. I mean, you, we've got to handle business. We've got to come out and play well um, and be extremely physical and play the game the right way um, and, and not, you know, um, you know, 
not look like a bunch of idiots uh, at the end of Friday night and, and act like we know what we're doing and, um, and, and, and show improvement. You know, I think that's the big thing this time of year. The, the, the team that's going to win the whole stinking thing is going to continue to improve from now till the end. And I think, um, you know, so that's kind of what we've been preaching to them as well. And, and, and we have to see growth and improvement week to week. What does that look like? What does the growth or improvement look like on Friday night uh, against John Marshall? Well, something as simple as, as head and hand placement on blocks. Uh, you know, not not defensive line, not running upfield, but getting their hands on those tackles and squeezing them. Um, you know, linebackers and, 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 and the safeties having their eyes in the right place, you know, being disciplined with their eyes and, uh, you know, not turning the ball over and, and, and our backs blocking with better pad level. You know, things like that that um, you don't, you don't necessarily see when you just watch a game, but when you can slow it all the way down in the very, the, just the minute details that, um, that will eventually win or lose us big games. Um, and so that's, that's, those are the things that I'm looking for is the, is the little bitty details that, yeah, we, we may have, we, you may know that you're supposed to block this guy. However, you didn't block him the correct way. And just because he's not uh, a stud, he didn't get to make the play. However, if you block, uh, you know, a stud player like that in a couple weeks, he's going to make us look bad. So, you know, things like that that we have to get fixed and, and moving forward. Let us uh, let us end to what your process is like during a game, okay? So I'm going to ask this question, and I pre- I know the answer. But I'm, I'm real curious. when Because Aaron mentioned the situation with, with Clinton losing. They're going to be up in Woodward. If stuff happens, you guys take care of business, there's a chance there. Will you be scoreboard watching during the game? No. Will you have anybody? We look at the up in the crowd and they're they're doing this. They're giving you hand signals. Nothing that doesn't worry no. you. Nothing no. like that. Uh, if if because we will. In the, in if the, you want us to, we'll, we'll we'll relay it down to Daniel for you. I and I. That's what I was going to say. Usually at halftime, I, I'll ask Daniel when we come out. Hey, what's the score? To, you know, this game mm-hmm. or that game? And um, you know, quite frankly, I'll be paying more attention, wanting to know the score to the four A two game. Bethany um, Newcastle, yeah, yeah. Then I will this one. Would that does that just because we all know it's going to happen in Woodward? Or probably you feel so. like you probably? I, you know? I don't. I don't. You know, I you know got a lot of respect for Coach Higby and those guys. I don't imagine uh, they're overly zealous with what happened last Friday night. So I imagine. Um, you'll see the red tornadoes so, come out. Poor, poor Woodward. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know that the practices over there have been all that much fun this week. No, and I, I mean, you know, I, I just imagine they were kind of like us, looking forward to whoever we're, you're going to get in the first round, mm-hmm. and um, you know, just just laid an egg at a, at a tough place to play. Yeah, uh, and Cash does have some tough kids, some tough players, and uh, you know, they put it together Friday night and got the job done. However. Uh, you know what's that got to do with the price of eggs in Elk City? Right. So, last thing: when you you see the schedule, the way the district sets up, and the way it did for us, how much do you think it might help to go from okay, playing the kind of the first part of the season felt like it was loaded with run and power right at you type teams. Mm-hmm. Versus now, you got it kind of spread out. Woodward wanted to throw it all over the place, and I assume John Marsh was kind of the same way. How much does that help us seeing all the different styles within the district heading into next week? Yeah, I think uh, you know, I think it's big. You know, you can go back to 
who we played in non-district. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think we've seen a little bit of everything uh, that anybody can possibly throw at us uh, besides someone who's pretty identical to us, um, even though Clinton has is that way in some, some regards. But, um, no, it, allow, it allows really as a, as a, as a defensive guy, you, it allows you to have two or three different ways to defend just about everything under the sun, and so, uh, which is something that I like to have and do. And um, it, it gives us an, an advantage in the fact that we can line up to multiple formations um, and, and really not blow our minds week in, week out. Um, I think we've seen just about every formation any offense can, can throw at us at this point. So, um, it just it has its advantages in case someone does something tricky that maybe they haven't shown, and all I gotta do is say, "Hey, remember when we did this?" Oh yeah, okay, jump in it. Has this season gone slower or faster in your second year than it did a year ago? I don't know. You know, it's been a it's been a weird year almost. It feels like the weather's been weird. Um, you know, last year I think it was about to snow. This time of year mm-hmm. it was freezing. Um, so. You know, I don't know. Uh, every year's different in in and of itself. Um, you know, I think this team has really, really grown from where we were at, and we still have a lot of room to grow. and And I think we're pushing and pressing and trying to get there. and uh, And I believe we will before it's all said and done. Awesome, thanks, Coach. Appreciate your time, Head Coach Zach Maynard of the Big Elks, joining us here on a Wednesday. All right, Jared, are, you, are the Rangers going to be champs when we? Open up the microphones tomorrow morning. I certainly hope so. Because <laughs> I don't want a game six happening while we're Yeah, I know. That's what I told Sean this morning. A, or our, broadcast. our broadcast will be a lot better Friday if the Rangers can win tonight. <laughs> yes, I'll be a little bit more focused in. Everybody have a great Wednesday. You've been listening to the Skinny on Sports Podcast with Aaron Cow. Be sure to hit that subscribe button to get alerts of when the latest podcast is available. Thanks for listening. That ball is blistered to right. Way.